Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 28th. It is six minutes after 11, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob was very good. He went and got voicemails, and we're all ready to go, and we'll have this for you at 1130. But this segment, let's talk about this poll. And it found that a majority of Americans believe that Donald Trump being indicted in relation to that hush money would either help or not hurt his presidential aspirations. That doesn't surprise me. Does that surprise you? Well, I think it's the exact opposite of what the Democrats were hoping for. Yeah, but you're not dealing with the rational group of actors there. I mean, I, I don't I think sometimes we give too much credit to these lunatic leftists and that they're plotting or scheming or what their end goal is or whatever. I think they're just, it's almost like they're just doing. Mm -hmm. They're not doing with some end game in mind. Okay, we destroyed Trump. Uh, That's what they want, ultimately, Mm -hmm. to destroy Trump. But I'm not sure they plot along and uh, because the people who know what's going on probably inside the Democrat Party aren't all that afraid of Trump running again they say we beat him before mm-hmm. he, he barely won the first time he just lost another midterm he has high negatives yes biden is a total lost cause but when the you get the mass mail and unaccountable voting and the creative jelly bean counting and the elections are close anyway we'll probably we'll probably be okay i think the the people who know what's going on would be far more worried about Ron DeSantis than they would Donald Trump as being the nominee. Okay, so this poll was conducted by the Trafalgar Group. It said 74% believe that the indictment or potential indictment against Trump would have no impact at all. I See, now I think you got to have an opinion of some sort. 75% saying um, no impact. It's not going to... Well, I think that is an opinion that it wouldn't, that it wouldn't, it's not going to impact because it's already baked in. I think what they're saying is we think this is ridiculous and at the very least it's not going to hurt him mm-hmm. whether it will help him or not. It is, it is a, it is a constant reminder of the incessant drama that follows Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what in many ways this is. And I think, I actually think this will hurt him if indeed the case DeSantis is going to make, and I have no idea what sort of campaign he's going to run, I have no idea, is he going to be a bulldog fighter? Is he going to run a traditional nuts and bolts? Is he going to run, hey, Trump doesn't exist? You don't know yet. But if you're going to run at Trump, I think the case to the undecided Republican voter is, do you want to deal with this again? Do you want this at the top of your ticket? Will this help other people? And do you, if by some chance he gets in there, want to spend four more years dealing with this? I think in a weird way this could work in DeSantis's favor, not on Trump committed some sort of crime or Trump is, should go to jail. I mean, that's obviously completely ridiculous. But I think you can make a compelling case if you're DeSantis. I give you all the stuff that you claim to want anyway, mm-hmm. and I give it to you without any of this why would you want to subject yourself to this right without all of the drama right i've got the policy without all the crap to go along with i it. look like i'm out of mm-hmm. central casting i'm squeaky clean mm-hmm. certainly by trump standards i i have the great wife mm-hmm. the great kids mm-hmm. i was in the military yep. i was a great athlete i'm on paper the perfect guy to run for you people and i come with no baggage no drama no porn stars no 
insulting women, none of this stuff. And I think that is where this may ultimately hurt Trump more than anywhere else, and nobody's really talking about that, is it would help DeSantis make the case do you really want to mm-hmm. deal with this at the top of the ticket next year? Now, I saw a video yesterday, and it was an old clip of Ron DeSantis, and he was just gushing over Trump. Sure. It was right around, it was the his first time as governor. Right. And it had most likely been right after Trump had endorsed him. Right. And he was just all these beautiful flowery language and peppered with all sorts of great stuff about Trump. And somewhere along the line, he has backed away from Trump and saying, no, I'm going to be my own man. Or he was told to do so. Many people are calling DeSantis a rhino. Yeah, no, no, no. So here, if I, again, I've had some moderate amount of success in running campaigns most recently, you know, pushing Valvet to the, mm-hmm, right. over the finish line. Clearly. If I were Ron DeSantis, this is the campaign I would run. And I think it's the campaign you have to run because you're never going to out bully Trump. I think you, you have to really stay dedicated and disciplined to messaging and dedicated and disciplined to messaging doesn't mean you ever personally go at Trump. It means you just keep talking about his record as president. Donald Trump has never been hit by Republicans on his record as president. And the COVID record from Trump is beyond egregious. Mm -hmm. The printing of the money, which is the inflation, the bribing of people to shut down, the promoting of Fauci, the pushing of the shot, all of these things Trump is super vulnerable vulnerable on. And if I were DeSantis, I would just repeatedly remind people about Trump's actual record during COVID. You don't even have to get into the personal stuff. Your personal life speaks for itself. People will see the difference. They don't need to be told that. What they do need to be told, though, and we talk all the time about holding the mirror up saying you will look in this mirror and you will see and you will own what you are and what you vote for. The Trump, the only Trump voter needs to have the mirror held up to him and say the five trillion printed, the promoting of Fauci, the bribing of the states to shut down, the promoting of the masks, the promoting of schools to close, the promoting of the shot. All of these things are Donald Trump. Nobody made him do it. He did it himself. Trump kept Comey. Trump promoted Bill Barr. Trump put Dan Coats in there. Trump put Elaine Chow in there. All of these things Trump has never been hit on from the Republican side. And I think it is going to be a really interesting exercise to see how people respond and how he responds when somebody says he gets asked those questions. Right. What do you own? So mm-hmm. you can't you you cannot, and DeSantis is too good to let him get away with it. You cannot lament inflation and then stand behind printing $5 trillion. Mm-hmm. So then what's Trump's excuse become? Well, I, I was uh, strong-armed into it. I, I had to. I was hoodwinked. No, oh, you were the man. Oh, so I guess you're not that great of a deal maker. I guess you're not the brightest guy in every room you walk into. I guess you're not the guy who drained the swamp. I guess you're not the guy who you know stood tall in the face of adversity. You know, Casey, I'm a pretty good arguer. And I'm a pretty good debater. Yeah. And in any debate as a seasoned debater or arguer, you always want to continue to force the person to argue or debate on your turf. And that means immense discipline on never getting off the thing that they are vulnerable on. And if DeSantis is as good as I think he is, mm-hmm. that's what he's going to do is continue to force Trump to explain the $5 trillion, the bribing of the states, the promoting of Fauci, the, the, the promoting of the shot, all of those things 
that he is super, super vulnerable on. Don't ever get off of it. Now, this is a quick sidebar because we've got more to say about DeSantis and what Megyn Kelly actually had to say. But the New York Post just put out an article this morning. Chris Christie told a New Hampshire crowd that he can topple Donald Trump. (laughs) Didn't he already try to do that? Right. But he can do it this time, he's saying. Those guys, Christie, Cruz, Rubio had no Rand Paul mm-hmm. throw him in there too mm-hmm. they had no idea how to deal with Trump you got to be really disciplined really seasoned and really secure in yourself because it, it comes back to Trump was great at getting people to play on his turf now Trump was not a great debater every debate Trump has ever been in he's awful Trump is an awful debater he doesn't speak well he doesn't come off well but he gets people to play on his turf and it masks his lack of debating ability and he gets people trump's thing is you he is a brawler he changes the subject. you got to get in the mud and you got you he's a weeble wobble right like you never know where he's going going to go or what he's going to do and it masks his lack of substance on policy if Ron, if it is if i'm ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. you never pivot off the things i'm talking about with the covid because he has no excuse for it he has nowhere to hide and it will force these only trump people to say yeah i support that oh really you supported the printing of five trillion you support inflation huh oh really you supported the promotion of fauci oh really you support that that's really interesting you support the the darn near forcing of vaccines on people right you support the closures of schools all of these things trump was behind and and desantis is this is what i'm saying when people go well look at trump he's ahead in the polls desantis isn't running yet mm-hmm. by the time desantis gets involved and throws a hundred million dollars or whatever it's going to be he's going to obliterate this guy because there is no excuse for it there is no answer for it okay can you imagine working for Donald Trump. No. He has said that anybody who works for DeSantis, even on a potential presidential bid, will be ineligible to join the Trump campaign <laughs> or another Trump White House. I mean, that's how angry he is about this. He's like, if you if you work for DeSantis, someone's like, if you even if you even look down Monroe Avenue in Tallahassee towards the Capitol, you cannot work for Donald Trump. Isn't that pathetic? Like he's gonna vet all of these people. Oh, you've you've got you've got political experience. Great. Tell me about it. Well, Ron DeSantis, nope, you're out. Yeah, well, Trump is full of it. And this is the point. He had the chance to drain the swamp. He let all those establishment people that he said he was going to run out of there. And this really isn't a statement on Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis is the best governor in America. I think every Republican should be able to universally agree that Ron DeSantis, through COVID onward, has been the absolute best governor in America. And we wish, including right here in our state, that every governor was like Ron DeSantis. And you look at the way Trump is treating DeSantis and DeSantis people. He's treating them worse than he treated the Jeb Bush and the Chris Christie people in 2016, the Lindsey Grahams. He's vile, and it shows how insecure Trump is about being challenged. Trump should want the challenge. Trump should welcome the challenge. I tweeted about this last night. The Trump-DeSantis campaign is going to be way more entertaining mm-hmm. and way better for this country than whatever whoever the winner is against Biden, because we're going to find out who the man is in the equation. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out who the fighter is. We're going to find out the person who has the ability to come through adversity is, and Trump doesn't want any part of it. Trump does not want to be challenged. It is amazing how insecure he is that the one guy who is an actual threat to him, he doesn't want any part of it. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to what Megyn Kelly had to say. She was talking about Ron DeSantis, and she said that he would refuse to come on her show. 
I will say for the record, we asked DeSantis to come on the show. He has not said yes. And I find that very interesting. You know, I love Piers Morgan. He's a pal of mine. But why would you go sit with the British guy and not come on the show? And I, I do think there's a reason for it. And I will venture to say he's afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. He's afraid because he knows the kind of interview that I would give him. He's not going to get a pass. We're not there to rub elbows with these guys who may or may not be president and, and inure ourselves and their good graces. The, the reporters need to remember that. The relationship is supposed to be adversarial. For the love of God, these journalists should show it. I don't give a if you've fallen in love with DeSantis or Trump, for that matter. They're not your friend. Your friend is your audience, is the truth. Grow a pair. Your business is not to be loved. It's to tell the truth. Respect is what you want. Respect will get you an audience. Love is for pundits who just want to say the nice, sweet nothings that people want to hear. The whole thing is bass backwards. upsets me. Journalism 101 from Megyn Kelly. But she's got a point. We were talking about that earlier. It's the follow-up question. Don't just take the answer they give you. But you, I, you have to continue to question. I don't. I guess this seems preemptive to me, though. He's not running for president yet. Now, if he runs for president and he's just doing puff, you know, puff piece, mm-hmm. welcoming people. Well, okay, then we got an issue here. But what issue is there that there would be a follow up question that DeSantis would be like, I don't want to answer that. Mm-hmm. He seems pretty direct. Trump, to me, would be the one that doesn't want to answer the the follow up. Well, I think Trump and Megyn Kelly have made up again. They they seem to be in in good graces again, but you're right. DeSantis has not officially announced that he's running, so maybe when he does, maybe he will go on. He, the I, show. That just seems totally preemptive to me to be screaming about a guy who's not running for president yet coming on and not talking about his run for president. It just seems very. <laughs> and again, he totally should. If he's running, great. Come on, everybody, show it. Won't he's a great debater? He's a great. I mean, I don't like his voice, but he's a great mm-hmm. on policy. I mean, he's not going to say anything stupid that's going to get himself in trouble. But that's very. Very odd. All right. It's 19 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up next, it's Shark Week. 22 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And a 1,400-pound great white shark was tracked off the shore of Myrtle Beach. Caused a little bit of anxiety for not only the residents, but some possible spring breakers. So the nonprofit shark locator, O-Search, pinged the shark about 60 miles offshore. It was just in Nova Scotia a few years ago. So it's been going up and down the coast. The same shark? Yeah, the same shark. Oh, they put one of these little thingies on them. Yeah, they put yeah. a tracker yeah. on How would you like to, that's your job. You got to wrestle a shark and put a thingy on it. <laughs> it's probably not like that complex, but still. The thingy. I did go to this website. It's actually kind of cool. It's O-Search, O-C-E-A-R-C-H. Uh-huh. And you can see all of the different, all over the world. Oh, wow. All of the animals and sharks and whales mm-hmm. and turtles that they have pinged, put a thingy on it yeah. and have Thank tracked. You. Yeah. But it's this time of year. Normally, the sharks that were in the warmer waters yeah. head north, but this one still hanging out around South Carolina, yeah, well, scaring everybody. Well, you know, I lived down there. Or, yeah. Well, kind of lived down there. I lived half there, half here for a couple of years. And uh, you got to be careful, Casey. There's, It's very easy to get swept out with the tide. You got to be very mm-hmm. cognizant if you go out in the water. And you got to be aware. There's all sorts of things floating around in the water down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to keep both eyes open at all times. Now, if I were to guess, I would say that you're probably not a big fan of going in the ocean. I'm not a huge fan of not being in control. As you know, Casey. I know. You uh, like I'm not a big, I have to be in control. <laughs> 
control of everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I lose a certain level of control when I am in the water and cannot see what's going on below me. Mm-hmm. So you could go as long as you could see your feet. Yeah, I mean, I was I was very I was very conservative in my venturing into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I bet you were. Uh, which you prefer better, lake or ocean? Neither. Oh. I prefer on the ground. Just like <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer, I prefer my travel everywhere, Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, ground. Okay. Feet, automobile, <laughs> anything. You ground. seem like someone who would uh, boogie board. Oh, yeah, Kevin. I, like, were uh, you doing yeah, that in South Carolina? Highly adventurous, yes. It was a mixture of uh, nights on the boardwalk and then boogie boarding, You Kev. and your uh, puka shell necklace? Absolutely, Kev. That's where I it did... came from. Yeah, exactly. Look, yeah. I'm not saying I did a bunch of things I'm ashamed of down there, but I'm also saying that I'm glad I left it all down uh-huh. there. <laughs> I, a lake is fine with me from a boat. Southern, this is true. <laughs> southern girls are, and no offense to any southern bells in our audience, mm-hmm. but y'all know it's true. Southern girls are crazy. Yeah. Well, everything's about the daddy. I remember one time. In the, yeah. Southern girls, it's all about daddy. And this was not me, Casey. Daddy is the best. Casey, daddy is just great. Oh, I thought you meant another type of daddy. No, 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 never no, mind. no. Sorry. I'm talking about uh, their father, no, daddy. No, uh, Mama got sick, but you know what? Daddy took care of everything. You know, when I knew I was in a new land, it was like, remember when Oz, when it goes from uh, black and white to color, remember mm-hmm. in The Wizard of Oz? I knew I was in a new land. I had just gotten down there, and there was uh, a woman apparently upset at a man for something. I'm mm-hmm. going to guess maybe he was uh, maybe dabbling Being in... disrespectful. D- dabbling in some other areas or something. I don't know exactly the whole mm-hmm. story. I didn't try to get involved. But she was uh, taking a baseball bat to the gentleman's windshield oh. at the Walmart. Wow. And... Um, you what, walked upon a scene. When I was talking to some people I had just met down there, they were kind of becoming friends. They seemed to think that that was normal behavior <laughs> from the women in the South. And I quickly realized that this is probably not going to be, I'm not going to find lasting love in the South. Well, there's a song about that. Uh, Carrie Underwood, mm-hmm. doesn't she have a song about taking a baseball bat to her ex-boyfriend's car? Well, I think he was abusive, though. Oh, is that what it was? So, yeah. Is she, is she Southern? Carrie Underwood? Yeah. I believe so. Is she from Tennessee? Is that the South? Tennessee's not the South. That doesn't I, count. I consider Absolutely. that the South. No that's way. The Tennessee's South. not the South. I would almost it's even the, consider Kentucky yes, to be the South. Yes, that's, that's where the South begins. Nah, because Kentucky was neutral during the Civil War, weren't they? You- <laughs> that's how you judge. Well, I guess that would be Tennessee. Was Tennessee was on the South then. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's the northern part of the South, but sure, that's South. You know, one thing I used to do when I would go down there, so I would basically stay here for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then I would go down there for two weeks. And you, it's a, like a 12-hour drive. Right. And I'm amazed now that I was stupid enough on a biweekly basis to make a 12-hour drive I did straight it too. through. I did it from South Bend to Tallahassee. In a 97 Toyota Corolla? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, exactly. With 300,000 miles? <laughs> no. Just your whole time, you're just praying, please let that smoke not be mine? No. Uh I would try to, t- I, you would play games with your, right. did you do this where you'd play games to see how fast you could get there? And so like you would sprint oh, in and out of the gas stations. Yeah. And when you're getting gas, you're like an Indy car driver and mm-hmm. you're part of the pit crew and you're figuring how fast you go to the bathroom and you never live Casey until you're screaming at some guy to hurry up in front of you at the urinal because you've got a timer to try to make it down there. I had one car that hooked up with me right out of Florida and literally the same trek all the way up to Indianapolis. And then when we got around 465, I kind of waved out 
Adam, because mm-hmm. we had been going the same way from Florida oh, wow. all the way to Indianapolis. And then on 465, we both got off on 31 to keep heading north. And I think he thought I was following him. <laughs> like, wait a minute. No, really? You're still going? Yep, still going north. Uh, okay, your precious voicemails are up next. Okay, good job. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my... Kev, did you do that? Is that you? Yeah, those uh, some producing skills. Yeah, right that's there. great. Look and at that. I never Love realized that. how smooth this song is. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice and funky. Hard yeah. to believe it was not as big as the Pina Colada song. Same guy. <laughs> I think it's even better. Yeah, than it that could song. be. I'm so sorry. You've just reached my answering machine. You gave me so much flack about the voicemails, yeah. but do you see? It's so important oh, yes. to our listeners that it has its own produced intro. Yeah, now. absolutely. It's yeah. very wonderful. All right. Uh, okay. So the first voicemail is a lady who, and I we rarely edit the voice smells like what I mean by is sometimes we'll cut them early or whatever but we very rarely chop them up but I need to do this because this lady called and it was an important call and one we need to play but she spoke for so long mm-hmm. it was like a three minute voicemail and so we're not doing that so it is edited slightly to get the parts in there that we needed to get in there you will hear a beep where it is edited mm-hmm. and, and put together but it, it, her voice is not manipulated in any way I just edited the call for time to edit it down she is a former Olympic athlete oh. who is calling yeah. about men competing against women. Mm-hmm. And I did this just for you because I thought you would totally be on board with everything this lady has to say. I am an Olympian. I was in the 2008 Beijing Olympics for rowing. And U.S. rowing has come out with a gender identity policy. Um, and one, and there's been pushback on that, rightly so. One of my former teammates sent out an email to all former teammates of hers asking for our support with trans athletes, specifically in rowing. And it mainly affects junior rowers and masters rowers. So juniors is middle school, high school, masters rower, anybody over the age of 18 out of college. When I was training and rowing, I was in the best shape, the fastest I will ever be. I, my speed on and off the water was comparable to a lightweight boy rower, male rower, and lightweight is 155 to 160 pounds or less. So I was comparable in speed to a lightweight high school rower. You add on any weight, any age, I'm not going to be able to compete with that. I'm sorry, but if you support trans women, biological men, competing with women, that's not supporting girls and women. And I I just can't believe that someone I train with is supporting this. And it's just irritating me, and I really want to reach out to her, but I don't like confrontation, but... It's it's time to get it's time to you know, I just need to let them know how I feel because it just really really irritates me um, and it, you know I know you guys have talked about it before but again love the show love listening to you guys um, keep up the great work thanks wow I like that phone call a lot yeah did she give her name yes she did okay but I, and I, the if, only reason I edited it out was because of, just for time. 
Yeah. I hope she's listening, and I hope you'll contact me on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317 And she's getting pressure from her former teammates. Yeah. But she's, this is what I get when I'm telling you the women have to stand up on this. Right. And that's why I'm saying reach out to me. Get in contact the with me. The women who got to get mouthy. Nasty women. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Remember yesterday you tried to tell me that Queen was going out on tour Yeah, again. with Adam Lambert. That is not Queen. <laughs> They're calling themselves queen. You're saying they're not queen. I call myself Brad Pitt. It doesn't make it true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody called about the fake queen going out on tour. Hey, Rob. Heard your little commentary on queen touring. Uh, Just to let you know, it's actually listed as queen with Adam Lambert. So they're not considering themselves their whole the whole band as queen. It's queen plus Adam Lambert. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a good day. With special guest, Adam Lambert. I think this makes me even more angry because you're playing all Queen songs. Mm-hmm. With Adam, with special guest, Adam Lambert. And again, it's the person mm-hmm. who wrote and sang mm-hmm. almost all the songs and is one of the greatest front men in the history of music. And you guys would be pumping gas or working at a rally somewhere if you hadn't hooked up with this dude. I think you, one of them was going to be a dentist. You are not, you know, Roger Taylor, Brian May, John Deacon, all may be fine musicians, mm-hmm. but you are famous because you hitched your wagon to Freddie Mercury. You are not the thing Freddie Mercury was in if Freddie Mercury is not in the thing. Well, yeah, you say that, but Adam Lambert, wasn't he on American Idol? Yeah, there you go, right? I mean, and he's, that, a bi- it, he's a big star. That's really insulting. Like, I, like, I just told you when they ended. Stop. <laughs> he does that just poke the bear. Stop. He's got talent. Yes. Kevin, keep going. I love what you're doing. It, but it, like we said yesterday, it was one thing when they said, okay, because initially, the initial thing, they said, we're going to get back together kind of as a tribute to Freddie. We've been right. gone all these 30 years right. or whatever it's been. And we're going to have Paul Rogers mm-hmm. of Bad Company as the front man. So Paul Rogers was active when Freddie Mercury was active. Paul Rogers is, has an incredible stage presence. Uh, he can sing, not like Freddie Mercury could sing, but he can hit a lot of the notes. Bad Company had a ton of hits, so it's not an it's not you know it's not an apples to apples comparison. But at least we're saying we're doing this as a a tribute. We want to play together one final time, and we're going to find a guy who is as close as we could possibly get, and let's roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I get it because maybe we're going to get Queen doing Silver Blue and Gold. Great, fine, wonderful, that would be awesome. This is just a money-making operation at this point. Exactly. This is not, we're paying tribute to Freddie. This is not everybody's back together. We're not finding the guy that's closest possible to Freddie. This is Brian May and John Deacon and Roger Taylor scheming and scamming as much money as humanly possible. Yes, you don't don't think that the fans are clamoring, we need it again with Adam Lambert. (laughs) But that's like like a drug dealer taking advantage of a junkie, right? I mean, you got to save the person from themselves. That is not Queen. Freddie Mercury is Queen. The same way as Dennis DeYoung is is Styx and Steve Perry is Journey Mm -hmm. and Lou Graham is Foreigner. Stop with the imposter. (laughs) Yeah. Musician, band, whatever you want to call it. I honestly think what Queen should have done is they should have done what Journey did and they should have found a, a super fan and have them become the front man. Are you saying that Adam Lambert is not a fan? I don't I, think, I think he, he is. is now. He's collecting a <laughs> yeah. paycheck. So yeah, he's a fan he, of that check. He's there's, the biggest fan of all. Yeah, there's somewhere in the world there's a big Queen fan who's just 
you know, he's not getting the opportunity that he right. deserves. Sure. How would you feel, Kev? Let's say Uno Gold, <laughs> the guy who looks like Ben Franklin in the video. Yeah. Let's say he said, I'm just leaving the band. Would you turn it over to an Uno Gold fan that becomes the front man? Is that still Uno Gold? The guy who wrote and sang the songs isn't in the band anymore? Would you see rolling out? It's Uno Gold. We just picked a fan. It'll be great. <laughs> Buy our merch. Come to our shows. Download our albums. <laughs> Well, now that you put it that way, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, probably thank just, you. I'd probably just end the band. Uh-huh. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery until someone poorly imitates that which cannot be imitated. 317 684 8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute with the voicemails. Uh, we got one more real quick. Somebody wanted to talk about Trump. Kev, pick whichever one you want. Good morning. I just want to talk about the conversation Rob's having right now regarding the things that seem to be right on top of Trump's agenda. The first thing we talk about in the morning after a Biden appearance is him introducing himself, stating he's the husband of Jill, and chocolate chip ice cream. So all Donald Trump is doing is playing their game. He's talking about everything that people think on the right he shouldn't be talking about, which then again, makes you guys all talk about him even more. Most mm-hmm. of us that have followed him know that we don't need to know it again, because we know when he gets back in office, he'll return to making America that it was when he was there the first time. So he's just playing the left game. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, Casey, this weekend is one of the biggest sports entertainment events of the entire year. It's a billion-dollar plus industry. Mm-hmm. Most people may not know that. We're going to have an old-time WIBC favorite join us to talk about it. All right, Kyle Wells is next on 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, do you know it's a big weekend? What is it? It's one of the biggest weekends in all of sports and entertainment. April Fool's Day? Well, maybe that's fitting because it's WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) WrestleMania! And, you know, we can laugh at it all we want, but the reality is that WWE is a multi-billion dollar company, a multi-billion dollar industry, and WrestleMania is the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. I mean, cities that host WrestleMania make like a gajillion dollars. I bet, a gajillion. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> in honor of it being WrestleMania weekend, there was only one person I thought we should talk to. to we got a guy! We got a guy. You heard him for years here on WIBC, most notably as the producer for the Hammer and Nigel show. He now is a video content specialist and host for Wrestling Inc. He joins us now on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Kyle Mega Mondo Wells. Mondo, how are you? Rob, Casey, WrestleMania is upon us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I miss you both. How, how are you two doing? Well, we're doing great. And yes, it would be easy for people to hear this segment and go, why are they talking about the booger eaters and the dungeon dwellers and the people who live in their parents' basements? But the reality is, Kyle, the, the WWE is a multi-billion dollar company and WrestleMania is a huge thing in which millions of people will partake in this event. 
It is. It's worldwide. People from all across the globe come to whatever city is hosting WrestleMania. And this weekend, it is Hollywood, Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, out at SoFi Stadium. Rob, you and I have talked about this for years. WrestleMania needs to come back to Indianapolis. And if the mayor of Indianapolis was smart, which he's not. So if the governor of Indiana was smart, which he is not. Do do I keep going? I'm sorry. I don't want to get too political. Two points. Take down. Yes, go, Kyle. Yes, keep going. Uh, Kyle Wells, (laughs) our our guest, uh, formerly, of course, you know him from the Hammer and Nigel Show, now a part of Wrestling Inc. So what do you do, Kyle? Do you just, uh, it's two nights now, right? There's two nights of WrestleMania. Do you just block off the whole weekend and say, leave a message after the beep? What do you do? Well, you're lucky that I made time for you and Casey. It's a whole week leading (laughs) up to the weekend. A whole week? Yeah, not only is it two days, it's a whole week leading up to WrestleMania weekend. So seven days. We had Monday Night Raw last night. Uh We've got NXT later on tonight. What is that? What is NXT? What is NXT, Kyle? NXT is the, so to speak, mid-developmental wrestling show for WWE. It's like AAA baseball. It's like the WWE AAA guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Friday night we've got SmackDown, and then after SmackDown we've got the Hall of Fame ceremony with your boy, your boy Andy Kaufman is going into the Hall of Fame. Do you hear that, Casey? Andy Kaufman's going into the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Why is Andy Kaufman going in the wrestling Because he's of one fame? of the greatest wrestlers of all time! <laughs> Listen, Casey. Tell me. Andy Kaufman was part of one of the greatest works. And if you don't know what a work is, a work <laughs> means that both wrestlers are involved with telling a story mm-hmm. that they are trying to get over to perceive to be real to the audience. Yes. So Andy Kaufman, legendary Tony Clifton, Taxi, great icon. Taxi, by the way, one of the greatest, smoothest entrance songs for any TV show of all time. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) Anyways, Andy Kaufman got involved with Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So a lot of people thought that Jerry Lawler really wanted to kick Andy Kaufman's ass because Andy Kaufman kept coming at Jerry Lawler. Yeah. And then finally, on David Letterman, chirp, chirp, Ball State alumni, only more only more famous Ball State alumni than yours truly. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jason Hammer. Uh, Andy Kaufman goes on Letterman, and Jerry the King Lawler slaps Andy Kaufman. Everybody thought it was real. It wasn't real. It was all staged. It was all a work. Yes. But you bought it. You believed it. They had a match. It was legendary. And it's been a long time coming. I wanted Cindy Lauper to go in for the celebrity. However, I'll settle for Andy Kaufman. And I know Rob is all about I, it. I'm elated. He sold it so well, Casey. He spent days in the hospital in a neck brace, even though he wasn't hurt. Casey, mm-hmm. go ahead. Kyle Wells is our guest, by the way. We're talking about WrestleMania. Do I call you Kyle or Megamondo? I, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm a man of, of many names. So whatever you want to call me, just don't call me late for dinner. Okay. Hey, uh, so the class of 20. 20- the WWE Hall of Fame inductees have been announced, uh-huh. and Stacy Keebler is one of them. What do you think about that, Kyle? <laughs> She's got legs. She's got legs. That was her entrance song, ZZ Top. Listen, I love Stacy Keebler. I had a lot of Stacy Keebler posters mm-hmm. up on my oh, wall sure when I was a teenager. Did. 
So uh, a very deserving. Also, shout out to the great Muda and Rey Mysterio. That is your Hall of Fame class as of right now. I'm hoping we get some more inductees, but as of right now, those are the only four that have been announced uh, into the uh, class of 2023. Where where actually is the hall? There is no physical well, Hall of Fame, Casey. It's yeah, wrestling. There's, there's no there's brick and mortar building, huh? There's no Hall of Fame. Okay, real it's a quick. A couple minutes left with Kyle Wells. You can find him now at Wrestling Inc. Before he was, of course, longtime producer for the Hammer and Nigel Show. It's WrestleMania week. What's the main event this year, Kyle? What's the big uh, match that everybody's talking about at WrestleMania? We've got Cody Rhodes oh. versus Roman Reigns uh-huh. for the undisputed WWE Universal title. Ooh. Roman Reigns is closing in on 1,000 days, Robin. You know how rare that is oh, in yes. today's wrestling world. Roman Reigns, if he is victorious this Sunday at WrestleMania, because they will close out night two of WrestleMania, he will be on his way and I believe next month he will surpass 1,000 wow. days. So I'm, I'm sorry, w- one month as in May. Oh, I keep forgetting that we're still in March. Yes, yes. So, so that's the big event. It's Cody Rhodes, who's the son of Casey. You would, of course, know this. The son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, very sure. American yes. Dream, Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. All right, my Kyle. Son, my son is going to beat Roman Reigns <laughs> at WrestleMania. Kyle, baby. before we let you go, um, what's the deal with Vince McMahon? Is he is he going to prison? Is he not going to prison? Is Vince going to be fine? There was a bunch of controversy about a whole bunch of things. Will Vince sell the company? What's what's going on with Vince McMahon? I think Vince McMahon is going to be fine as long as he continues to lay low and let his son-in-law, Triple H, run the show. Triple H has done a phenomenal job since taking over WWE. This will be Triple H's first WrestleMania officially in charge of WWE, so I think we'll know more after WrestleMania, just in fact how successful Triple H's run as top guy in WWE is, but as far as right now goes, as long as Vince McMahon can lay low, he'll be fine, and he won't Kyle, be fired. Kyle, I want to get you out of here with this. Why are you so into this? Why is your whole life wrestling? What what happened to you? What what what? Why? Tell us. Well, I was body slammed when I came out of my mom's womb, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, I got I got turned on to wrestling at a very very early age. My dad and my grandma got me into it. They actually took me to WrestleMania eight at the oh, Hoosier Dome, yeah. brother. So it has been a part of my literally my entire thirty six years on this planet. I have been all about professional wrestling and my love and passion. I'm now getting paid by Wrestling Inc. Mm-hmm. to talk about wrestling. So I, the, the the boyhood dream came true yes. for the Kyle Wells. And Good I just you. appreciate you guys. Yeah, Casey, I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me run wild on your show. I miss everybody at the station. Make sure you give everybody that positive energy that I always brought. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait for John Cena to beat Austin Theory to kick off WrestleMania live in SoFi this Saturday. He's a grown-ass man, Casey. This is an adult. Hey, Kyle, uh, our listeners, they miss a couple of things about you. One is the ha in the background, so could you give us one of those? He stole that from me, Casey! (laughs) Nice. And also, we really miss your Joe Biden impression. You got anything? 
Hey, hey, said Joe, you got the uh, the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. It's got the the fighting McMahon going up against the. Anyway, and on that note, <laughs> Kyle, thank you. Uh, good luck and congratulations on all your success at Wrestling Inc. Thank you both so much and continue to run wild. And that's a full lid for us. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.